When are you going? I will be there. I'm leaving Saturday, so I'll be there around 3 o'clock on Saturday. But we are live, man. What is going on, Nooner Nation? So, um, yeah, here we are, episode 19. Get ready to go. I've hit record on everything, so don't worry about that. Um, I think I'm picking up a bit of an echo. Is anybody else hearing that? Let me know in the chat if you're picking that up. I'm still working with some new equipment here that... I'm not, but if it's me, it's just No, it's probably... Well, the first time I tried to do a show with Coop, my computer... I, I was getting a real bad echo, and it was my new laptop's microphone was on, and it was picking up my microphone at the same time. I just want to make sure it's not doing the same thing. Even Coop would sound good with an echo, though. That's well, you want to hear his voice twice, right? Yeah. Novels, yes. Actually. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Coop's voice is so nice. You want to hear it twice. Lloyd Burke says I'm really quiet. I've never heard that in my life. That's the first time I've ever been told I'm quiet. There we go. That should be better. And I do have an echo. Are you sure it's not me? No, it's me. I can tell. Oh, make his mark in the background there. Yeah, I, I uh, I got that when I proposed to my wife at the Maker's Mark Distillery. Yeah, I'm echoing. Uh, I am echoing like fucking crazy. Yeah, and they all say they're all saying they can't hear me. They should be able to hear you now. I turned you way up. Oh. There we go, Joe. Speak up. Okay. I, I'm fucking reading you, Lloyd. So can we get a um a little head count on all the uh, Nuna Nation people out there who are in the chat who are going to be in Austin? Yeah. People maybe I haven't met yet. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, who's going to be in Austin while I uh, figure out this echo because it's driving me yeah, well, we crazy. We do technical difficulties here. <laughs> it's always a work in progress, right? Fucking <laughs> drives me nuts. <laughs> it's not as easy as Ross and Dan make it look. Well... You know, I keep having to fire producers. <laughs> well, you can uh, go ask uh, Giorgio to just uh, work the overtime, double duty for you. I'm sure Giorgio can figure anything out. Which, are you a subscriber to uh, Giorgio's OnlyFans? I am not. Um, uh, I probably should I, be to show my support. If I, dabbled, if I dabbled, I would subscribe. I'd want to see the types of things he puts up his ass. I mean, I am a little curious, I'm not going to lie. I'm not completely curious. I'm like more like spy curious or something. Whatever the kids are calling it these days. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so in the the live chat, are you guys hearing an echo? Because if not, I'll just ditch my headphones and we'll just talk. We just talking. We just talking and talking. We you just chat. The ESPN story that came out though, there was like whistleblowers basically for ESPN. I did not hear that. Uh, I was going to ask you about it. I was going to look into it, and then yeah. I figured since you're going to be on the show tonight, you could let us know all about it. The problem is with a story like that, as we all know here, as in Nooner Nation, all the drinking bros alike, that it's going to be harder to find because it's you know reverse racism, right? It's 
they basically they were talking about these whistleblowers of the ESPN saying that they have like a graded scale of Latin X, you know, employees and anchors and how dark their skin is and how their audience treats them as opposed to how like it's this weird thing that they're judging people basically in like tiers of how much like melanin is in their skin. Um, and apparently there was two white anchors and someone got a call, one of the producers and one of the big bosses like, what are you guys doing? Why are there two white anchors right now? So they're, they're really trying to, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at DJ Davies over here saying that it sounds like I'm talking with a plastic bag over my cranium. If I had a plastic bag over my head and I did it live on air here, you'd get a lot of views of a uh, live suicide. But um, I don't think I'm going to do that. Yeah, and it'd also be our last episode. <laughs> you might, uh, YouTube might take you down after that one. But I mean, come on, we all watched like Pain Olympics. And I remember when I was like 12 or 13, my mom and aunt had me watch a beheading. It was like a ISIS or whatever. Um, really calm. Yeah. The bad, the bad guys out there. Yeah, an ISIS beheading video. I, I'm, switching, I'm switching the headphones, Bill. I'm telling you, it's, everyone's saying they can't hear me. They got to hear me. <laughs> I can hear you fine, but I can also hear myself and, uh, twice. Hmm. We're going old school here. Oh, now you sound real good. Right? Do I sound crispier now? Yeah, I figured that's what it was. I tried to be all cool and be wireless, but when it really all comes down to it, I'm an old school type of guy, let's be honest here. Right. <laughs> I could strangle bait with these now. Yeah. I heard that's how Robin Williams died, strangled bait. Uh, I think he just killed himself, dude. <laughs> Maybe he did it while strangle baiting. I mean, we don't kink shame, right? Uh, no, I've always said I don't kink shame, but I will kink judge on occasion. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to be strangled. I mean, to be honest, I might, you know, if she's willing and consenting, maybe put my hands around the neck or two, only if they give me that thumbs up first. But I wouldn't want to be uh, sort of cut off there. I would want to be able to breathe. But that's just me. But, you know, I don't judge. <laughs> right. Right. Well, whatever. We're going to fight through the echo that I'm hearing because fuck it. So, as you've already heard, if you know, I'm joined tonight by uh, the Nooner Nation's favorite blue-eyed mass hole, Boston Joe. There's <laughs> not Boston? a lot to choose from. It's just me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, a surprising lack of, uh, of diversity. Bostonians. <laughs> That's all right. I'll be the token Boston guy. Works for me. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking over there? Little something? Is little that what it something, says? Yeah, little something. Little something, something, huh? Okay. Yeah, Lagunitas. Oh, nice, Pretty good. Nice. Of course, Banquet Guy. But of course, as always, I have my Drinking Bros Koozie. Which of course. I bet a hot AF seltzer would fit perfectly right in yeah, there. Yeah, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that. Yeah, me too. One second. JJ is in the live chat. And I don't know if you listened to the last episode. I have a special button for JJ. Oh, boy. Oh, JJ my button. lucky stars. A Negro. <laughs> talk about tokenism <laughs> yeah hey i've said it before like jj's been on the show plenty of times jj is perfectly okay with being every nooners hey i have a black friend defense well do they not have a lot of black people in iowa is that a thing in iowa uh yeah. i mean i well i mean there's there are yes i don't know how it equates to like atlanta but uh, I think it's probably a little different. I always used to make jokes that the only black people in Boston are on the Celtics. 
Yeah. That's offensive, but it's kind of true. Boston's very white. Every time I go home, I get reminded. I'm like, holy shit, I forgot like how white Boston is compared to North Carolina, you know? But fuck do I know? Bill, I can't hear you. You're struggling. <laughs> we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Damn me. 20 bucks an episode. Okay. I mean, 20 bucks an hour, so $25 <laughs> an episode. I mean, when I play music, my going rate is a little bit more than that, but you know, it's a different type of talent, I guess we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, what it is, it's the same thing. It's still doing the same thing. My, my, um, my laptop is picking <laughs> Greg, up. Greg Dulesky, solid start. <laughs> I know, Craig. I know, dude. <laughs> Fucking Christ. I deleted my sad trombone button. Um, I deleted the sad trombone button to get JJ's button. Not yeah, worth it. Fuck him. Anyways, we are going to push through this. Cause I... <laughs> so That's the spirit. <laughs> as you can see, I'm wearing my Black Rifle Coffee Company uh, hat today. Just to, we'll give them a quick shout out, you know, even oh, though. Yeah. The, the Instagram has been flooded with it today, but they went public today. Sure. Pretty wild. Um, I've been a subscriber with their, like their coffee club since I think pretty soon after they, uh, they started it. So it's pretty crazy to see, see them go public after what, seven years, I think. Yeah. You've been a day one homie. I got two confessions though. First confession. I've never had coffee in my life, but I'm sure black rifle coffee is the best coffee. Second, I don't know anything about stocks and the market, but if I did, I would certainly invest in Black Rifle Coffee. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah, I know, uh, you know, nobody's perfect, you know, coffee. You can teach me in Austin how to uh, Robin Hood or whatever it is the kids are doing these days. Yeah, so I don't do Robin Hood either, but we'll figure. We'll get you going. We'll get it, we'll get it figured out. But yeah, so they went public. I don't really know how that really works either, but... um. I've been trying to talk Gigi into coming on and telling us all about how the stonk world works. Mm. But I'm, I'm wearing her thin. She's going to come on soon, I think. So, but yeah. I so, have yeah. no idea how any of that works. So, yeah. So, congrats to them. Um, you, we're moving on. Before we get to the Super Bowl stuff and the ESPN stuff, your thoughts on uh, your boy Brady retiring? Uh, so it was a weird thing because it was, it was kind of almost anticlimactic because at first, you know, I'm kind of sad, but to be honest, I was more emotional when he left the Patriots. Um, because now it's like he, he retired, but he retired from the bucks. It doesn't have the same, it doesn't resonate the same with me as if he retired, you know, a Patriot a couple of years ago. Um, but then it was weird. Cause then it was like, wait a second, he might not retire. And Adam Schefter was trying to like cuck the news and everything, but he was just doing his job, um, even though Adam Schefter has his own problems right now. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, it was sad because you got to think I'm 29 years old and he's been playing, I think it was 22 years, right? So most of my life, I remember Tom Brady playing football. Um, right. And he's the reason I ever wanted to go try to play football. My friends growing up, once we saw you know, them win three Super Bowls in that first four years that Brady started playing you know, in New England, everyone wanted to play football. So 
it's sad. Um, but now the next step is one of these days he's also going to die now. And that's like the only next thing. Like, right. It was one thing for him to leave the Patriots, another thing for him to retire. And now all that's left is that one Death. day he's going to die. Right. Death. Which yep. is very sad, <laughs> which I can imagine for like a lot of Kobe fans out there, everyone's favorite helicopter parent. You know, when he died, I'm sure it was heartbreaking for a lot of people. And one day when Tom Brady dies in a, uh, you know, ATV accident with his kid, like something like that, maybe to follow in Kobe's footsteps. Well, here's the thing. Oh, if, he dies in, if he dies <laughs> in an ATV accident with his kid, then in reality, he should have kept his eyes on the road and not be making out with his kid instead. <laughs> That's true. That was one of the weirdest moments because, like, you know, the whole ongoing joke, as we know, Tansy likes to remind everyone Boston Judd doesn't have a dad, right? So when I first saw that on Tom versus Time, him open mouth kissing his kid for way too long while Alex Guerrero is rubbing him down, I was like, well, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe that's what all dads do this sons because what the f- I don't know any better, right? But uh, it turns out, no, that is actually very weird, very strange. But he's a weird guy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what can you do? <laughs> when, you, uh, when you rise to that level of success out of nowhere, and then, yeah, and then, I mean, Giselle is a bit of an odd one as well. Oh, yeah, so, she's a big part of why he's weird, I think. I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons. And then also, I mean, you've seen him since moving to Tampa, you've seen a bit of it more of his personality come out in public, right? For sure. I mean, that was because Belichick didn't have his thumb over him and he was able yeah. to sort of be a little bit more candid and free with the way he talked to the media and everything, which for me was actually kind of cool because I knew he was a big shit talker on the field, but he gets up there on the podium post game and he's just saying all these nice things. I'm like, dude, I know that's not what you really mean. Like be honest. Yeah. But Right. Right. Yeah. I, I have definitely enjoyed his, uh, He's a, a bit of a troll online all yeah. of a sudden, which is hilarious. I think he has a team working for him. Um, oh, yeah. Because he, he used to, in New England, even have, like, these production companies, like, make these cartoons for him after, like, every game each week. So sure. I'm sure he has a team of social media people. It's not all Brady. I don't want to give him too much credit now. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely he definitely likes talking shit. He's been infamous as one of the biggest shit talkers on the field. Um and why wouldn't you? If I was Tom Brady, I'd be talking shit too. Right, right. Even if, I will say, even if you're not creative enough to kind of do that stuff on your own, like, give him props for he wants to have, like, if he's hiring a, a team to do it for him, like, he has the idea in his mind. He just needs somebody to execute it. So, I mean, I'll give him props for that. And, uh, yeah, 22 years, right? So how long has it been? Yeah, 22. And the thing is with him, and I know my opinion is obviously biased, no one, there'll never be anyone even close to that. You know, I mean, we saw it with Mahomes, everyone's like, oh, Chiefs, new dynasty, and they win one, and they haven't won since Rodgers was supposed to win a bunch. He only won one. Yeah. He's won one. I mean, these guys don't realize how hard it is, and he yeah. did seven times. I think in the <laughs> sports world, everybody's waiting for, like, the next, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, we rush know, it. We like, Tiger Woods. Up. Mm-hmm. Will there be somebody as dominant as Tiger Woods and Tom Brady one day? Maybe it won't be in our lifetimes, but it might happen eventually. But every World time before that, <laughs> every, uh, you know, and especially in golf, they're terrible about it. Like Jordan Spieth, is he the, he wins a couple of tournaments 
is he the next Tiger Woods? Rory McIlroy, right, wins two majors, and they're asking him in a press conference, like, oh, do you think you're going to catch Tiger Woods? And he just, like, laughs. He's like, I have two. Tiger has 14. Like, we've got a little ways to go. But, yeah, so I'm excited to see what Tom does. Um, I don't think he's going to go quietly into the night, you know, and be silent. I think he's uh, almost like, uh, you know, the rival Peyton Manning. I think we're going to see a little bit more of him in, like, media and doing some fun stuff off the field. Whether that's in a booth. I don't know if he's going to be a booth guy because I think that uh, Giselle definitely had – a, a pretty big say in him retiring. It's been 22 years and I don't think she's going to be okay with him like broadcasting because that is, I mean, pretty close to the same schedule. Right. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think it'll be a couple years before he gets back in, but I think he will eventually be in the mix, but yeah. I think he's more of the type of guy to take like a Derek Jeter approach and be like an owner mm-hmm. or like a part owner of a franchise right. rather than like on air all the time. And, because yeah. he is, he's weird. So, and I don't think he really wants to be like Tony Romo or even Peyton Manning. I don't think he wants to do like, he'll go on spots like that maybe. Mm-hmm. But I know from my experience, he used to, so Brady every uh, Monday morning or Tuesday, if they had Monday night football, would go on the Kirk and Callahan show or before that, Dennis and Callahan, which is Boston Sports Talk Radio morning drive hosts. Right. And he would just be so bland and he wouldn't want hardball questions. One guy, Kirk Minahan, a hero of mine, came along and started asking tough questions like why are you friends with Floyd Mayweather when he beats women? And Brady was like, dude, you can't ask me these things. And you mm-hmm. know, Kirk would be like, why not? So Brady, like, as much as I love him on the field, he wants all the competitiveness. He wants all the, you know, the things and risks that he can take, but he wants to play it safe off the field. He doesn't want to say the wrong thing. Right. Well, he's got a brand. Big deal. Yeah, and he does have a a clothing brand. He's got the TB12 method and all these things. And, you know, it was a big deal in Boston for years that he had a red hat, a MAGA hat, and his locker uh, because he was friends with Trump, and so was Kraft, and so was Belichick. And he all gave him hats. And this was way back when, when it was a joke that Trump was even running. And, you know, he puts it up in his locker, and everyone in Boston, which is super liberal, like, oh, my God. Tom Brady has betrayed us. He's a Trump supporter. He must be a racist. So he's right. at that point, he realized I'm done with people in the media. I don't want them knowing anything about me. And, um, you know, he kept getting asked about it. And he even said, you know, my wife told me I'm not allowed to talk about politics. So he'll yeah. be out of the limelight for a couple of years before he's back. Yeah. Decent policy. So we're going to get into this ESPN thing you brought up. I guess there's, yeah. there's some controversy going on, like whistleblowing. So I I purposely after you brought it up I purposely made a point to avoid it so that I can get your your take and a genuine reaction on the show. So like what is going on with ESPN right now? Yeah, so I mean it's obviously it's politics and ESPN is a you know is owned by Disney and as we know Disney is super woke, right? And they've sort of adopted the ideology of disney and it's just like a trickle down effect with espn you know and they were very heavily on the social justice stuff last summer and you know black lives matter and the whole thing and which is fine if that's the stance you want to take i have no problem with that but what these people are saying is it was forced on them that you're not allowed to have an opinion this is the the opinion that you will have and that you're going to perpetuate and we're going to be all uniform under this network and we're also going to preach diversity and 
by diversity in their eyes, it wasn't diversity of thought. It was just all the shades of colors of people on TV to give them, you know, credibility for themselves. There was a thing with like Rachel Nichols. I don't know if you looked into that story. I know Ross and Dan talked about it. Um, there was Maria Taylor who was sort of moving up the ranks of the NBA on ESPN, you know, being on the sidelines and being a reporter. And now she's doing Sunday night football for NBC, but basically they kicked Rachel Nichols to the curb because they wanted instead of a white woman, they wanted a black woman there. And they've been, you know, a lot of Rachel Nichols included has been like, this is exactly what they told me is we need more diversity, you know, on the sidelines and this and that, that's why we're moving you out. And for someone like Rachel Nichols, who's been around for a long time and as a woman in sports specifically, whether you're black or white, that's definitely harder. That's a harder job. Um, you know, someone who was uh, a Boston reporter for a long time, Jackie McMullen, she's been on ESPN too. You know, she has been on the record a lot of times I've heard her talking about, you know, in the seventies and eighties going into the Celtics locker room and the harassment that she used. Oh yeah. 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 So, you know, it's tough to be a woman in sports like that, but now it's like, it's not okay. It's not enough to just be a woman. Now we need a little bit more diversity. And that's what basically the people at ESPN were whistleblowing is we're being told from the top, this is how you need to act. And this is what you need to do, which is like surprising, but not because it's the way the world is these days, as we know, um, you know, we all, I'm sure listen to fake news today and, you know, media hypocrisy is in full bloom and it's just going on the ESPN too, unfortunately. Yeah. Yes. Nuts. Um, not surprising though. And yeah, women in sports, I've been saying for years that I don't know how, um, like Aaron Andrews hasn't gotten a booth, one of these open booth jobs yet. Mm. The only reason I can think of is that it all stems from that time the guy flipped her the peephole in her mm. motel around. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. And they don't want that being associated I mean, with person in the booth. Cause she, she's smart. She's good. She's, she's good. Dumb. She has good relationships with, I don't know like how like her sources are. I don't know if she has sources and stuff, but I do know that she's done pretty well for herself. I've seen her on commercials. I've right. seen her on, you know, like skits and movies and TV shows having little spots. So, you know, even though she might not be in a spot where she is in the booth, she's the number one Fox sideline reporter. Oh yeah. Baseball and, one, and football, I think. And uh, you know, she does football I, for right. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also wonder, I think there's, uh, it sounds like there's a lot of uh, like drama going on with Michelle Tafoya right now. Like she's been yeah, missing and I think oh, she's moving. Gosh. I think she's leaving wherever she's at. Where is she? NBC? Yeah, she did Sunday Night Football. She was basically the Aaron Andrews for Chris Collinsworth and Al right. Michaels on NBC, who are doing the Super Bowl this year, which I do want to get to Al Michaels real quick yeah. um, after. I forget what the Michelle Tafoy. You're right, though. I do remember there being something about it, and they, they pulled her off. I think she, like, well, she went on the Well, she went on The View because she's, yeah, like, she's right. a noted conservative. Yeah, and she went on The right. View, and just like anybody on The View – this conservative, they tried to burn her down and she wasn't yeah. having it. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden now she's missing Sunday night games and, uh, you know, and they're just saying like, Oh, well, you know, just like anybody, people get vacation time, but it's just, yeah. it's very weird. And I, I don't, I think I've heard that she's not coming back or that maybe she's moving to, um, Amazon. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure, but now that you bring that up, I do remember hearing about that. And it's 
it's funny how like that happens, but you don't really hear about a story like that as much as you would other stories. You know what I mean? Um, but speaking of that NBC, um, and this will be a great lead into the Super Bowl right after this too, is, um, so Al Michaels, in my opinion, he's the goat of announcers. I mean, he's done the world series, the Super Bowl, the Stanley cup, uh, the NBA finals. And he is obviously the guy who, do you believe in miracles? You know, that call in 19, what, 86, right? Yes. Uh, it was 1980 actually. Let's say it was either way. It was before I was born. Um, being the, you know, the miracle on ice and he was on that call. And I think he's, he's the best announcer in all of sports. He was on Howard Stern. Um, now Howard Stern is a little bit before my time, but I, I knew enough about Howard Stern. I knew that he sort of helped develop what podcasts are today in a lot of ways. Right. Mm -hmm. But he's completely sold out. You know, he used to make fun of people like Ellen DeGeneres and Hillary Clinton and call them names that I don't think I can even say on YouTube right now. And he was also infamous for dropping the N-bomb all the time in front of Robin and everything. Mm -hmm. Anyway, my point is, Howard Stern is completely sold out, and he's a super germaphobe, always has been and always will be, but now with COVID, he's gone off the reservation. Yeah, he's gone nuts. I don't know how much you've heard of him lately, but like some crazy shit. So he has Al Michaels on, and he says to Al Michaels, he's like, you know, do you ever wonder and ever think sometimes that when you have, you know, the microphone in front of you and the Super Bowl is the biggest, you know, sporting event in, in the whole world and all these people listening to you, don't you just want to scream to all of them, get vaccinated already? What are you doing? Get vaccinated or die. And Al Michaels just sort of chuckles because mm-hmm. he's a noted conservative as well. And yeah. he's not going to, you know, he's probably vaxxed because he's old, which he probably should be. But he's probably like, you know, I do like, I like choice. And right. he kind of just chuckled at him. And, you know, Howard Stern has completely gone off the reservation. But I just thought it was interesting that, you know, that's a spot that Al Michaels just doesn't say much to. He didn't really have a, a response to, which to me speaks volumes, you know, what he actually wanted to say. <laughs> so uh, just real quick, C. Uh, Hapes says Al Michaels' call at the 1980 Olympics it was, 80, okay. was great, but the this impossible dream has come true quote is better than the do you believe in miracles call in his opinion i don't remember that one 1980 was even eight years before me so i don't yeah i mean did they change it before the movie or no no i think he probably said both but at some point he probably said the impossible dream thing Mm. but but yeah uh howard stern's definitely gone off the fucking rails and uh if he would look at science or numbers uh because people still die being vaccinated so i don't know what the fuck his thing is and the last thing about stern real quick though is he doesn't even go to the studio anymore so he's off in never neverland and everyone's remote even robin so they have like al michaels coming to the studio and some maybe not al but a lot of the guests come into the studio but they're like doing what we're doing right now sort of facetiming with like the the new york studio yeah. Like his, so, so guess yeah. and Rob, the whole team is in the, the physical Howard Stern uh, no. studio. So Robin isn't in the studio either. A lot of them aren't in the studio at all. Maybe some of his whack packers, whoever's like, I mean, I know Artie Lang isn't in there, but you know, I'm sure there's a lot of other whack packers along the way that are in there, but he hasn't been there. He's like afraid to go out in the world and breathe air. Now. He's that like crazy wow. about it. I don't yeah. know. Maybe even, it's all a front. Who knows? Even Howie Mandel isn't that bad. Yeah, he he is a germaphobe though, right? He's real bad. Oh, he's always he always has been. Yeah, 
But like Howard Stern being a germaphobe is a bit surprising. Like, right? He would have like chicks getting naked and giving him massages and yeah, and going on the Sibian and all yeah. those those fun stuff. Yeah, it's it's weird. He's completely flipped. He's done a complete mm-hmm. 180. Sad. The mighty have fallen. I just hope that when I'm you know 50 years old, I'm not looking you know at joe rogan being like everyone stay inside the germs are gonna kill you you know because he's like my you know how it's stern in the way right right? well let's be honest boston joe you're not making it to 50 so (laughs) hey i hope i die before i get old baby that's what the who said we're gonna we're gonna make it let's see if you make it through the weekend (laughs) i know right it's gonna be a lot i'm staying till wednesday in austin too yeah me too me too Cool. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. I'm saying like downtown in Austin too. Oh yeah, I got an Airbnb because uh, the hotel prices downtown were fucking nuts. Yeah, they sure were. Yeah. So if you want to start a GoFundMe to get my hotel room, <laughs> are, so you bringing, you, are you bringing your are you bringing your Git fiddle? Are you gonna do some live music? I absolutely am. I'm bringing my uh, my Taylor, my acoustic that's off screen right now. I can't go to Austin and not bring my guitar. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You might get found. You know. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I'm seeing Sarah says, what is uh, my family clam chowder recipe? Well, my aunt and uncle would have clam chowder battles, and my aunt would do it a little bit more creamy, and my uncle would do it a little bit more soupy. Um, but my uncle has since passed away, and he was always my favorite. Uh, but my aunt would make some great clam chowder. She lives down in Wilmington right now, Wilmington, North Carolina, which I know is where Drinking Bros got their start. But um I don't. I can barely boil water, so even if I had the recipe in front of me, I wouldn't know how to read it to you. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> so let's get to what we're all here to talk about. It's February. Playoffs are over. We're heading into the NFL World Championship, known as the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Right. We've got the L.A. Rams hosting. Was this the second time? In history, and the second time in two years, yeah, the home, the home, the home team, or I guess there's a home game for the team in the Super Bowl. Something, by the way, not to get off on a tangent, something that got very overshadowed last Super Bowl. Right, you didn't hear much about. I mean, people would reference it, but you didn't hear much about uh, that. That was the first time a team had won a Super Bowl in their own stadium. Yeah. I think part of that is because there wasn't full capacity and it was just a weird COVID year. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was it was Brady's seventh and Brady's right. whatever. And it was more about yeah. Brady. Right. It got overshadowed. Oh, the home team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there was the one thing that Brady hasn't done yet that now he has done. No, he's got that. He's got that. Got it all, baby. So, but yeah, we got the Rams playing the Cincinnati Bengals in the SoFi stadium in LA. Uh, on Sunday, which, by the way, that stadium is insane. You, have you seen it? I've, I mean, I've seen pictures and shit and yeah, video. It, yeah, it looks crazy because after, you know, Jerry World, it was like everyone's one up in each other on those stadiums. Mm-hmm. And, and this one, I think the, the Vegas one looks pretty cool, too, with the Raiders play. But so, Yeah, I have been to the Vegas one before the Raiders even got there. Like it, oh, okay. the construction was d- pretty much done. And uh, I was out there, and I know some people that were working on doing some of the stuff in the stadium. And that place is – that one's really awesome. There's, I think 2024 Super Bowl is there. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you build a new stadium, Goodell is going to grant you a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that. In reality, I mean, that's the only reason you would build a new stadium anymore, right? Like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, LA's that SoFi Stadium, I think, was like reported to be like five billion dollars or something like that. Yeah, but didn't um, Kroenke make the uh, taxpayers pay for that? Probably. Probably because you know LA cares so much about football, they want to have a new stadium (laughs) and two teams. Well, I don't know if you're an Entourage fan, but it was Ari Gold who got the NFL back in LA. For all the people out there who are listening or watching that uh, are Entourage fans, I am an Entourage fan. um, I've heard a lot about. um, I think his name's Paul Brown, right? The owner of the Bengals, and I've heard that he's infamously one of the cheapest owners in all football. And then you got Kronk, who's obviously a a cheapo owner in the NFL too. So mm-hmm. you got two of the cheapo owners in the league who get a chance to get a ship. Um, the thing is though, with me as a Boston fan, there is a weird thing about LA because of the Lakers, because we've played the Dodgers in the world series too, and beat them. Um, there's like a beat LA and it's like the, the antithesis of Boston, right? You got the Northeast and we're cold and rigid and kind of mean where it's like uh, LA man, it's completely laid back and it's the complete polar opposites. So I can never relate with anyone in L.A. or anything that revolves around L.A. But if you're going to have a stadium out there, might as well be glitz and glamour, right? you got to sort of lean into what L.A. is all about. Yeah. Uh, The furthest west I've been is Colorado, so I don't even know what it's truly like out there. But just from what I've heard. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, L.A. wasn't going to half-ass it for sure. You know, and I don't think... uh... I don't think the NFL would let them either. I would have to assume at this point, um, the NFL owners group probably has some kind of say in, you know, I don't know about budget per se, but they have some kind of say when you're building a new stadium, right? They're going to have some input on how that's being done. Right. I do believe so. And another thing that I, a storyline that is like on the side, mm-hmm of the game is, you know, they're saying that there's a mask mandate in this open air stadium. Obviously we saw it's a dome. It's a dome. Oh, is it a dome completely? All yeah. Of them? I thought well, no. Don't you remember when they like, I think they either delayed or postponed a game mm. earlier this year because of bad weather. Oh. And everybody's like only in LA would you postpone a game because of weather in, in a five billion dollar enclosed stadium, <laughs> right? Right. That's yeah. So somebody, somebody in the chat though, confirm. I'm pretty sure it's a it. It may be like some open sides, kind of like um, yeah. That's what I thought it was, right? Like kind of like the U. I've been to the U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, and it's mm-hmm. got like some open portions to it, but it's covered. Oh, okay. Well, so, I mean, in, in Minnesota, you kind of have to do that. But as you know, as we know, we saw Gavin Newsom and Garcetti with their masks off, and mm-hmm. you know, we went down that road on fake news maybe about a week ago, right? But the story is, everyone is required to wear masks at the Super Bowl, which is ridiculous. If you're spending all that money to go to the Super Bowl, you got to wear a mask. But I am curious. There's no way they're going to avoid sort of pan shots of the crowd, and I'm curious of how many people are going to have their masks on and how many won't, and how much that's going to be addressed or talked about. Um, how stingy, you know, the security is going to be in there. And if they're sort of, you know, enforcing the rule for certain people and not others, I think that's going to be a a cool little side story to the whole Super Bowl in itself. Um, But when it comes to the game, uh, my heart wants me to pick Cincinnati 
I want a team like Cincinnati to win. Um, it's like, how could you not root for like a lovable loser, Cincinnati Bengals, right? And right. But my but my head is telling me the Rams. And the reason is, you know, there's a huge matchup issue for the Bengals when their offensive line is horrible. horrible. Right. We saw it against the Titans. I think it was nine times Burrow got sacked. And the Rams have a great pass rush. They have Von Miller and Aaron Donald. Right. That alone is 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 scary. And Von Miller's really starting to, you know, get a little pep in his step back, especially when he's not the main guy. When you have multiple people, sometimes three people on Aaron Donald, that opens things up for people like Von Miller, especially. So Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna bet man I'm taking the Rams, to be honest. I think I think um my prediction is they're gonna they're just gonna stack Von Miller and Aaron Donald to one side hmm. and just make force force Burrow in one direction and that's just gonna be it all night. I think uh yeah. I personally think it's gonna be a bit of a low scoring game unless like OBJ and Cooper Cup end up going off. Yeah. But uh We'll see. Super Bowls are weird like that. A lot of the Super Bowls, if if you're doing any sort of prop bets or anything, and it's an over-under on like the first quarter, I always take the under. Yeah. Usually these teams, I mean, the Rams kind of have been there recently, but um, a lot of different moving parts. A lot of guys who are on the team now that weren't on that team that lost to the Patriots a couple of years ago. Obviously, McVay has been there before, so maybe he knows how to tell right. his guys. Um, but the first quarter in the Super Bowl, especially for a team like the Bengals, who – I know Burroughs played in big games, but you're going to be a little wide-eyed right. in L.A. in your first Super Bowl. Um, a lot of those guys usually start slow. Um, so definitely pound the under if you get like a over-under in the first half or the first quarter. Um, but the thing is, the, the Bengals can still win despite that horrible matchup on the line, but it would take Burrow playing on his head. And right. I'm no expert here, but I've watched a good amount of football to know that you know what made the Patriots – very successful for all those years. Brady got rid of the ball really quick because mm-hmm. he can't run around like Patrick Mahomes. Right. And if I'm the Bengals, that's my game plan. I'm getting it to Jamar Chase on screens and even dumps to Joe Mixon so mm-hmm. that Burrow isn't standing back there and potentially getting his ass kicked by Aaron Donald or Von Miller. So if I'm then, if I'm them, I, you can't run the ball. You can try, but in the NFL, no one can really successfully run the ball. You got to go out swinging, swing passes, screen passes, dump passes all day and make that defensive line a little bit tired going into the second quarter, into the fourth quarter, where you can sort of exploit them rather than having Burrow stand back there and be a statue and potentially getting fucked up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think Yeah, I think Cincinnati can win it. I mean, I'm not going to count them out. They made it there. Anybody that makes it there can win it, right? But uh, they're going to have to play, and maybe they will. Maybe that's their game plan. They're gonna have to play like they have nothing to lose, right? And just make take risks and hope they pay off. And yeah, you know, we'll see. Um, There's a lot of cool storylines though for this. Like, you know, someone like Matthew Stafford. Um, I have a, a I'd friend to, who I'd love to see Stafford win one, man. Like, I think he he's kind of proving that it was kind of Detroit all along, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, what's funny is I I actually have a, a buddy who I play music with. Shout out to Sterling Scott. And um, he's from Iowa. He's a, a Hawkeye fan. Oh, nice. But he grew up a Detroit Lions fan. Yikes, right? And he loves Stafford. And I would, too, if I grew up a Lions fan. You know, he's great. 
And so now he's really truly pulling for the Rams, which I know a lot of people in Detroit are. A lot of people in Detroit really respect and loved Matthew Stafford, rightfully so. It wasn't his fault. He was a baller always. You know, he was doing the no-look passes and the sidearm, dropping his shoulder throws way before Patrick Mahomes was. And, um, you know, he played for some shitty teams, even though he had Calvin Johnson. So that's a cool storyline for him, right? You know, right. obviously they're going to bring up that he played with Clayton Kershaw in high school, and that was, you know, their boys, right. and that's the L.A. connection. But so, the other cool, like, storyline is Joe to, Burrow. Just stop the right there one second. Yeah. They were talking about this earlier. I am obviously a fucking sports idiot. I don't know who Clayton Kershaw is. You don't? He's a, I mean, he was one of the best pitchers in the world for the Dodgers a couple of years back. He's since been in decline. He's had some back issues. Um, he used to choke in the playoffs historically all the time, too, until that one year. And they did win the World Series that year when he actually finally showed up. But I mean, he's been one of the, the the best pitchers in the past 10 years in all of baseball. Um, okay. Well, that makes sense why I don't know him. Yeah. Because you were there that night. I was doing shots with Johnny Damon. I had no clue who he was. And that's a hero of mine with my Red Sox. had no clue who he was. And actually, I've said it before, it probably was to my benefit because if I had known who he was, like how I acted in that conversation probably would have been a little <laughs> bit different. Yeah, he was sauce too. We had a fun conversation. He, he was the one. I, I walk up to the bar and he's like, hey man, you want to do some shots? He's like this massive like Momoa looking dude. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah for sure, sure, man. Cool. I thought he was a football they used, player. They used to call him Captain Caveman back in 2004 when he won the uh, World Series with the Red Sox. He had like a long hair and the beard and he used to just let the long hair go. And he, he yeah. does have the brow a bit. Yeah, he, got he the Captain hard, Caveman. Got the hard brow. Yeah. yeah, that was his thing. But yeah, so going back. To what we're talking about, yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Well, I was going to say that you know you got Stafford on one Stafford, end, but yeah. on the other end, Joe Burrow, um, he he'll be like you know a lot of firsts with him. First time that a uh, number one overall pick has won since I think maybe Peyton Manning. I forget. But the coolest part, the coolest little stat that I've seen, is he won the Heisman, the national championship, and now has the potential to win the Super Bowl, and no one's ever done that before. And to me, that's pretty badass as a quarterback. If within, I guess, what, three to five years, you can win a Heisman, a Natty, and a Super Bowl, you're doing pretty good. I mean, you could, you know, be mediocre the rest of your NFL career and still be like, hey, the one and only guy to do that. And that's pretty right. cool. But yeah. I think Burrow's the real deal. I think he should be considered, whether he wins or loses, um, he should be considered up there with like Mahomes and Josh Allen, that new mm -hmm. wave of, you know, quarterbacks in the AFC. Um, I would like to think Mac Jones is in that discussion too, but um, who? We'll, we'll, you know who? Mac Jones. Who? Mac go. Jones. Who? Yeah. Mac Jones. Doing the gritty and stuff in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Love to see a little. By, by the way, that I saw that clip after after he got about seven yards up the field, they just let him run, which is yeah. why which is well, why the Pro well Bowl dead. is so fucking stupid. Yeah. Well, he was down. It's, oh, was it's like he? Two -hand, yeah, it's two-hand tag with the quarterbacks, basically. So that's why he kept running because, I don't know, he probably would have got fucked up if it was a regular game. But everyone obviously stopped, like you said. So he's like, fuck it, I'm just going to keep running and have some fun, which, whatever. He's like 23 years old. Let him have some fun. C-Hapes just asked, Izzy or Whitaker this weekend? I don't know what that is. Oh, I bet you that's a UFC thing. I don't fucking know, man. I don't know UFC. That's something I um, haven't been able to get into yet. 
there's something about dudes fighting each other when they don't hate each other that I don't understand. Like, it's one thing if there's some shit talking before. I'm like, okay, I can get behind this. These guys don't like each other. I want to watch them fight. But to me, like, fighting for sport has never really made sense to me. Because well, I don't want to fight anyone unless I hate them or they've done something to me. So. Here's the thing. In UFC, if they're fighting each other, I enjoy it. But this bullshit where we're on the ground trying to, like, you know, fondle each other's boobs and get their hand position. That's what um, Giorgio and Delco I'm, I'm going to get lit up by this. I'm the casual. I want to see him stand up and fucking fight. Right. Oh, no, I'm with you. I'm a casual in that, in that sense, too, for sure. I'm a big um, boxing guy. Big boxing guy. I love boxing. The, even that, to me, has always just been like... The, oh. the sport has gotten a little dirty. You can thank Don King for that. But uh, and I know this he's because... He's still alive, is he? Don King? Uh, I think he is. I think he's very old. Um, because uh, I was just writing an episode for Iconoblast while I'm down in Austin about Mike Tyson. So... Hmm. And uh, him and him and Don King were good friends, and then it turns out Don King was like just stealing money from him for forever. So, yikes! Yikes! Go figure. Yeah, Iconoblast Blast was great. I listened uh, recently to the one where they had Last Row on. Yeah. Gotta love a good Last Row episode. <sighs> He's that dude, man. Yeah, we'll see him down there. But I have a, a Last Row Lopez wig that I thought about bringing. I thought about even like surprising you and putting it on with some big glasses and, and doing an impression of them. But I was, uh, you would have known it to me right away. I can't do it. An impression of anyone except for a fucking Bill Burr or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Super Bowl. I mean, I would like to see. Yeah, I'm conflicted. I want to see both of them win it. One, I have money on LA. I put money on LA before the Super Bowl started. Same How with much? like fifty bucks. But I mean, oh, it's yeah. it's gonna win me. It was fifteen to one. So yeah, um, plus four, right? Now I put them on, uh, like before the season, before the season, oh, like fifteen oh, okay. to one, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. but I mean, it'd be cool to see a Cinderella story in the Bengals. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. I mean, but what I am excited for is the halftime show. I'm excited, mm. but I feel like in true NFL fashion, they're going to fuck it up. How so? Um, so I am a huge, like, 90s hip-hop fan, right? Like, uh, Dr. Dre might be one of the greatest hip-hop producers, if not one of the best music producers ever created. What him and Jimmy Iovine have done in the music world is insane. I was just going to ask you if Defiant Ones, yeah. Oh, Defiant Ones is, I've seen it a couple of times. Great. It's one of the greatest documentaries ever. Absolutely. Right, and the story of how those two met and what they accomplished together is incredible. Regardless of what you think of either genre of music, um, definitely go watch that one, Defiant Ones. I think it's on HBO. But, uh, yeah, yeah it's great. But the thing is, is Dr. Dre, Eminem, uh, Snoop Dogg might be a little more TV safe nowadays, but like the, the LA gangster rap scene that they made and, and the music that made Eminem famous, um, isn't exactly written for a super bowl halftime right like true uh, like how like how are they gonna do this i mean i mean yeah i mean the chronic 2000 is 
an incredible album. There's not one of those songs you can even come close to editing and still being good on national television. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. I know, um, I forget what year it was. A handful of years ago, though, it was, um, shit, what is it, MIA, whatever. I fly like paper gear. Yeah. I like that. And she, like, flipped off the camera or something. There's some big controversy over that. I mean, just two years ago, we had some softcore porn with Shakira and J-Lo. So it's like, you know, obviously the infamous Janet Jackson booby tassel slip. I'm willing to bet you can, if there's a, you know, mybookie.com is doing a bet on like a, uh, you know, an F-bomb getting dropped or something. I'm thinking an N-word. Yeah, but are they going to let that go if it's like Snoop or Dr. Dre? Does it matter? I don't know, mm, right? I don't know. It matters I'm... if you're Joe Rogan, but it doesn't matter if you're Joe Biden. But hey, we'll, we'll yeah. leave that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'm excited for it. But at the same time, like, eh, we'll see. Who was it last year? Greg says Martha Stewart's going to have a cameo. That would be great. The funniest thing is that I'd Martha be okay Stewart, with that. she's done more jail time than Snoop Dogg. Yeah, Snoop Dogg killed a guy. Allegedly. Just like Ray Lewis. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm on Ray Lewis's side on this. He didn't kill him. Oh. It was his limo. It was his driver. Ray Lewis didn't kill the guy, accomplice, or what, accessory to murder? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would never say that to Ray Lewis's face, but, you know. He definitely used Darian Lewis, spray. I can tell you that. <laughs> Ray Lewis? Yeah. 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 But, I, I mean, as a Patriots fan, I'm not very fond of Ray Lewis to the Ravens, to be honest, obviously. So, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Ray Lewis, the dance? That's yeah, corny. Well, we'll agree to disagree, Boston Joe. <laughs> uh, he's broken my heart a couple times. That's why. So he hey, the Ravens the didn't have a convicted murderer on their team. Okay. Well, that's the difference. Because yeah. he, he murdered four people. Because there's Odin Lloyd, the double murder, and then himself. Himself. Ah, uh, yes. That's true. That is true. Did he, did he, he kill himself? What, the, what did he have on the Clintons? <laughs> you never know, right? You saw Hillary's emails. No, What's I think... What's funny I'm... is the, um, the infamous Aaron Hernandez tape, though, where he's waving his gun around outside of the um, the gas station was right. the gas station I used to go and pick up blunts from when I was in college. Nice. <laughs> nice. Did you ever Blue see Hill him? Lab in Milton, Massachusetts. Ever see him there? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, we had a couple late night excursions, but I'll just... Uh, leave it at that i don't want to incriminate myself uh, here. you bumped into each other in the bathroom a couple times <laughs> yeah the, a couple of the clubs in boston if you know what i mean mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you were wearing your nicest mesh tank top <laughs> um so i had to wait years until youtube came out or something to figure it go see that one but that was uh that was totally staged Right, like oh, absolutely. I mean, the lyrics in the song when he says, "I'm gonna have you naked by the end of this song." Yeah, obviously that was a publicity stunt. And then they came out and apologized after. And it's like, bitch, who cares? We've all seen it. Now it'd be like praise, right? Like, yeah, free the nipple, feminism, baby. Yeah, let's <laughs> free the nipple. Did you see Adidas well, their Twitter today? I did see that. That was strange. Very strange. Sports bra for all the boobies, baby. Yeah, very. The world is very strange these days. I guess it's a. Uh... Decent marketing tactic. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, yeah, but who like who's Probably. an Adidas athlete? Do you even know? I mean, Adidas. Um, internationally, you have a lot. 
Uh, and then also golf. You get a lot in golf. You get a lot in tennis. Um, okay. But yeah, I don't know very many Americans. Like, no, because most American sports, all that kind of stuff is locked down, right? Like NFL, you have a really hard time like endorsing people in the NFL because Nike is going to try to railroad you at every turn, right? And I don't know who does the NBA. Like who does the champion or something? I don't know. But uh, they're probably Nike too. But I know that like, you know, Brady and Steph Curry are both like part owners of Under Armour. Under Armour. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's oh, no. like almost like the uh, low key Republican, um, you know, shoe factory there. They love like doing the wounded warrior thing, gotcha. and all that stuff. Like under the radar, they're not too vocal that they're kind of Republican. Gotcha. But, Gigi yeah. is saying soccer. Soccer is a big Adidas. Uh, yeah, I've never market. heard of that before. Soccer, soccer, football. Um, but yeah, so yeah, but that might be uh, probably the biggest sports bra campaign since uh, Mia Hamm ripped her shirt off in the Female World's Cup that one time. Mia Hamm is still married to Nomar Garcia Para, a uh, former Red Sox great. Um, he was the best, one of the best Boston sports athletes, just for his name alone. Noma, are you kidding me? Noma in Boston. I mean, it was Noma. Noma Gassiapara. I mean, you can't have a better athlete in Boston than Noma Gassiapara. Maybe no pa. <laughs> no pa. Right? Yeah, pretty much. So, but anyways, yeah, this is uh, halftime show. We'll see. I think it has potential to be awesome. They got it right this time around because, uh, was that two Super Bowls ago in Atlanta? Right? Like, Atlanta is just has a very long list of Atlanta-based artists they could have pulled out there, but they got Maroon 5. Maroon 5 is a huge sellout band, big time. I know Adam Levine's a hunk. All the ladies love him. He's a handsome man. I get it. But their um, their album way back in the day, was it like Songs About Jane? I want to say something like that. It was actually a fire album. They actually made some pretty good music. Oh, I'm not saying I don't enjoy their music, right? I'm just saying... You're in Atlanta, right? You have, I mean, they're a catalog of people you can pull. They brought Andre, not Andre 3000. They brought Big Boy on for about 30 seconds to do half, half of the vocals for, for, yeah, T.I. You can (laughs) get Andre 3000 and Big Boy back on there to do some Outcast stuff. Get T.I. I think like, isn't Gladys Knight from Atlanta? Maybe is Ludacris from Atlanta? Ludacris is from. He did Welcome to Atlanta, yeah, right? Atlanta. Where the players play. I grew up it's close to Atlanta. Atlanta. You go to Six Flags in Atlanta. Once you hit the state or hit the city limits, you turn on Welcome to Atlanta. <laughs> Just you're obligated, right? Yeah, you turn it on, but you lock your doors. You know, you don't make any like turns onto side roads or anything. You know, especially as a I'm- teenage white kid in Atlanta. <laughs> I haven't spent a lot of time in Atlanta, to be honest. I've only uh, frequented the airport. But Ross was talking a little bit today on um, on RPR about being from Georgia, but he wasn't from the Atlanta area. Where Do you know exactly where in Georgia he is? Uh, I have an idea. The thing with Atlanta is Atlanta Metro. You're talking probably about Atlanta, like in the center of it, which would be like downtown. You're talking about Atlanta suburb metro area is probably like a radius of 50 miles like it's huge um 
which is why, and it's all a, a political thing, right? It's all been gerrymandered to get Atlanta votes kind of thing, which yeah. is, I think Ross even mentioned, is like it's the biggest county in the world. But yeah, I don't know what any of that even means when they do those all those fucking weird things. Yeah. But in terms of the halftime show this year, I'm I'm looking for controversy. I'm hoping something happens that it's like a little strange gets the people talking. Right. But in my eyes, there will never be a halftime show that will surpass Prince. Prince to me had the all time best halftime show he did. It was in the rain. You know, he covered like Foo Fighters. Best of you did it along the Watchtower. Yeah. Um, and Prince is a music god, a, an absolute legend in every sense of the word. So, yeah. Was that if, was that when they did it in the new Minneapolis stadium? Probably, probably. Makes, I forget sense. what year. Um, I'm going to Google it right now. But to me, that will never be. So, yeah, that was 2007, which wasn't a great year for me, to be honest with you. But, um. That was when the Patriots went undefeated and then lost. Except, okay, so there was a 2006 season, but it was in the year 2007, mm-hmm. so it was the Colts. When the Colts won, it was um, Peyton Manning's first Super Bowl. Um, oh, yeah. But that was um, I'm against a, I'm the a Colts Bears, fan, right? So. Devin, Devin Hester got that kick return, and um, a lot of people were, have been talking about Devin Hester lately that he is a, a Hall of Famer, but... He hasn't been inducted mm. yet. He's a specialist, right? I mean, he's an all—he's probably the all-time best kick returner. So, I mean, can you put him in the hall for that? Maybe, but if you put him in for that, you got to put Percy Harvin in as well. Maybe. I mean, the thing about Percy Harvin is he his career was cut short because he kept getting injured. And I think migraines. If I remember correctly, yeah, the, very much like Terrell Davis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure he fucked Doug Baldwin's wife when he was with the Seahawks. Good for and him. That led, yeah, and that led to some uh, internal struggles in the uh, Seahawks locker room. But he's a great fucking quarterback, man. I, I know Ross hates him because he's corny. I get it. But he he's a guy who I would want on my team. I'm a, I'm a- Wilson was either there at the time or it just left. Maybe. But- um, Russ, um, NC State knows how to party. You know, I just noticed that uh, Mr. Eric Tanzi hopped I in. I saw that. Tanzi, what's happening, man? You know, we, the tailgate legends, you know, definitely did an NC State game and went around a lot of North Carolina, and they were one of my favorites. Um, I think Tansy will agree that App State was probably the best one, but NC State would probably be I close have, number two. So where I grew up is an hour and a half south of App State, kind of in the Asheville area. Hendersonville technically is where I'm from, but uh, a lot of friends went to App State, and it is yeah. – they party. You know why they party? Because there's not fucking shit to do in Boone. If there's yeah. no snow on the mountain, right? Like they have a two-story Wendy's, which is rad, and two-story Wendy's, and all the only other, yeah. That's how much I know. Boo, fuck. Yeah, I bet. Um, the cool thing about Boone to me was like it was. I like balance, right? I'm a Libra, so I like balance, and I think that the good balance of the good old boys, mountain men, and the hippy dippy college kids coming together in this nice little, you know, vortex. That's what I got from that place, and I thought it was really cool because of it. So a good mix and match of a lot of cool things. And I think Tansy will agree with me. He might not say it in the chat, but I know he will in real life. Definitely out of all the colleges we went to, the hottest girls were App State. <laughs> yeah, see that. for sure. UNC I, was, was the worst. I got to be honest with you. Um, you I and, want to see, here's that. the thing. UNC uh, recruits too many smart people, mm. you know? 
So yeah, they were just full of it, man. I made jokes about how rich they are, and they did not like that. And I'm like, if someone made a joke about how rich I am, if I was rich, I would not be offended by that. But they were just like, like a shit don't stink type of thing there at Chapel Hill. Uh, no offense to anyone who's out there listening from Chapel Hill, but uh, yeah, they didn't do a no, good job. No, they're they're all too smart uphity to listen to this <laughs> show. So <laughs> yeah, like they wouldn't be caught dead watching this. No, no. So. Oh no! So, what do you think uh, the outcome is going to be of the Super Bowl? You know, I think a lot of these Super Bowls are are close games. Every once in a while, I get a blowout, but I think this will be a close one. But it's going to be lower scoring than people think. Maybe like a twenty-one seventeen type thing. Um, I think I think it was Dan. Maybe it was Bob. I forget. I was listening to them when they had Ryan Jensen on the other day, right? And um, I forget if it was Dan or Bob. Either way pretty much hit the nail on the head with it's going to come down to, you know, the Rams are up maybe two scores. Burrow leads them down and everyone's like, Oh, here we go. Do the, do, you know, the Bengals have a chance. And then like someone like Jalen Ramsey gets like a big pick six. And so that blows the doors open and kind of, kind of puts the icing on the cake for the win for the Rams, unfortunately. Um, but it'll be fun to watch because I don't have enough money to bet. And um, I can just watch and enjoy it and not right. have to be like, oh, fuck, I'm losing thousands of dollars on the Rams right now. So I'm just going to, um, you know, we're all going to be at WTF, a place I've never been to before that I wanted to ask you about. Um, but it's going to be fun to just sort of watch and enjoy because I've never the been there either. Always been it. Oh, really? I'm surprised. I figured that would be. No, no, no. We, um, I mean, the only time I've ever been to Austin was for the Super Bowl last year. Oh, okay. And uh, as you may recall, we were going to go to WTF. But they were closed. So we went to whatever that other place was. Oh, yeah. And then Dan showed up with the weird jacket on. No, he took (laughs) that from somebody. Oh, is that what it was? (laughs) Yeah, if I recall. And it's a little gray. But, yeah, some some lady just had that jacket on the back of her chair. And Dan was like, hey, that's a dope jacket. And just put it on. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about this right here, baby. Mm-hmm. That's Dan Dan Holloway. <laughs> With an almost smile on his face. Kind of. Kind of almost smile. It's the closest you're going to get with him. Pretty close. Um, Pretty close. Big Dick Richard Denoff says WTF sucks. Well, he's saying watch your bill and charges, but I thought we all did the Eventbrite thing where we're spending 20 bucks to drink all the hard AF seltzers we can. Yeah. I don't know. From what I've heard, from what I've heard, the drinks are fairly pricey. But at the same time, I mean, it couldn't be worse than Nashville. In September, we were in Nashville. That bar was crazy. I was like, it was like a seventy dollar bill. I was like, I had like four drinks. What the fuck happened? Yeah. So when we first got to, what was that like? What was that? Betty's or something? Tootsie's. Tootsie's. That's it. Yeah. Tootsie's, and it was that that female Queen cover band. Yeah, yeah, which rocked it. By the way, I have to yeah, this day, to this day I have a five minute uh, video on my phone that when I got back home I was like, why do I have a five minute video on my phone? It was <laughs> me and all of us singing along to Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> which at some point I had crawled up on top of a speaker and was getting the video. Oh. Don't recall any of that. So I think the roofie I gave you must have just been hitting at that point. It must have, but it was a, <laughs> waste, it was a wasted roofie because I went home. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got there and I was like, oh, can I get uh, two double makers? Knowing full well it was going to be a little bit pricey. But I was like, eh, we'll start off. Me and the guy you know, that took me there was like, yeah, 
uh, yeah, like it'll be a little pricey, but let's start off with something nice, you know, and then we'll go cheap after this. And she pours like two doubles and they're, I mean, they're really good pours, but then she's like, that'll be a, I think it was like 68.50 or something. And I was like, I didn't order the bottle lady. I just wanted two yeah, doubles. That's wild. Like, yeah. yeah. So I was like, yeah, drink them slow. Yeah. For real. But um, I am curious of the the hard AF seltzers though. I'm dying to to try one. Yeah. Um, I don't. I'm not a big seltzer guy, so that's why I'm I'm curious because I just never even really fucked with them at all, to be honest. Um, obviously, I'm gonna drink these, and I'm sure they'll be great. Um, but I am I am curious. Like, anytime I've ever had any t- sort of seltzers, I've had two and been like, I'm kind of good with these. Mm. But. I'm sure if anyone's going to do it right, Ross and Dan will be the ones to do it, right? Yeah, they're um, hyping it, so we'll see. Yeah, you know. I, I just want to see what people, you know, find different creative ways to consume these beverages, right? I mean, are people going to be shotgunning them? I know we talked to Lassero about um, waterboarding him with some hard AF seltzers, <laughs> which will be a grand old time, I'm sure. That um, I, ju- I just wonder, you know, how many different ways can we find to, like, are, are they going to be, you know, butt luges going on will tansy put his big man boobs together and have me drink through those who knows well, i'll do that uh, with tansy for sure <laughs> for sure that'd be a fun time that'd be a fun time but yeah. yeah i mean what's so you said you've never been there for the people who who have been at wkf is it sort of like a open air you know, so i've, I've seen, seen it i've seen them do the live, live shows, shows there yeah. and there is an open air portion uh Danoff earlier said that uh when they were there for, I think, the election show, he's saying $88 for a bucket of White Claws. Yikes. Your first problem is why are you buying a bucket of White Claws in the first place, to be honest? I mean, what are you thinking? Mm. But who, who am I to judge over here, right? Fair. My biggest <laughs> thing is, yeah, I got the wristband or whatever for the, the hard AFs, but the party starts at noon. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna have to make a pretty solid point to pace myself on this shit game's not till like what six five, thirty? I think. five is it five? Oh, because it's central time that's right yeah five five thirty something like that but i mean oh this is a so, so yeah five five thirty it's still gonna go on until fuck 11 probably yeah probably yeah but um elongated half time you're talking about how super bowl gameplay was and we got off a tangent I forgot about this my wife brought this up last night and i've never thought about this at all is is the reason why Super Bowl games typically play out a lot different than like a, a playoff game or even a regular season game because of how many stoppages there are and how long halftime is? Teams just aren't used to that pace of play. I think it's a combination of that on top of a lot of other things. Um, obviously, like the halftime, like you said, when the guys come back in the second half, it's like, Jesus... That right. was like extra long. I started the cramp and everything. And also it's like, there's no home field advantage, even though the Rams are at home and the bucks were last year. It was a little different because of COVID the Rams don't have fans anyway. Um, but if you're like in green Bay, for instance, you're in, you know, Baltimore, you're in a, a tough place to play in late January, December in the playoffs, you're going to feel that as the opposing quarterback with this, it's all like sort of casual, you know, rich fans, nobody, the crowd noise is going to be weird. The field is going to be extra media there. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, you know, the you know, elongated commercial breaks and things like that. 
And they also have a week off in between, mm -hmm. but at the same time, they're doing things like radio row and they're like getting asked all these weird questions. And it's the biggest game of their lives too, you know? Oh, yeah. So I think all of that plays as a factor. I think it's a, the culmination of all those things together, which is why Super Bowls can be sort of weird, right? I mean, mm -hmm. teams can come back from 28 to three and weird shit like that. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that, chiefs and buffalo game like it's mm. games like that in the playoffs always end up being what people talk about like as far as gameplay goes compared to super bowl super bowls typically turn out to be the game wise turn out to be fairly boring you know mm. yeah. or or very defensive right there's good plays on defense and you unfortunately unless you are like know a decent amount and have a appreciation for the actual gameplay of football the casual people kind of like how i hate the grappling in the ufc casual people don't want to watch defense in the nfl yeah right? yeah but i'm i am curious of what the ratings will be like to um having it be a halftime show that is sort of bigger than last year's halftime show right mm -hmm. um yeah who even was last? oh the weekend right weekend yeah. um right ryan, ryan jensen was on the house and he goes uh the the blinded by the light guy <laughs> i thought that was yeah. fucking hilarious blinding uh, lights guy i like yeah, yeah that's yeah. so funny see like that was i guess he was you know the weekend had a big year that year but it was like it was a weird year as we all know with the yeah. it wasn't a bad halftime show to be honest but i, I just mean, didn't understand it. it it was it was weird he's uh, a weird guy i mean he's yeah, a weird it was guy underwhelming. But... but this one's obviously being hyped up so you're gonna have you know a lot more people who wouldn't normally tune in who are like oh right. well I'm going to tune in for the halftime shows. I'll watch the fucking game. I'm going to party where everyone else right. is watching it. Um, oh, I heard the puppers collar rattling. Yeah. Yeah. It's De Dexter over there. Um, Dexter has definitely made an appearance on uh, when we did a live show, right? A live stream of the watch along we did for uh, the Bucks and the Patriots game earlier in the year. Me, me, Tansy and Jimmy. And we made, I made sure Dexter got his his rightful screen time. Yeah, it's a good looking he's dog. He's the most beautiful pup in the world, man. I fucking love this guy. Yeah. Cool. What do you get on camera right now? Um, he's actually walking away. He was. I was thinking about it earlier. He was laying on the couch. He's like laying on his back, all sprawled out. I can call him over here. I do. I was gonna say, let me um go run and grab myself another beer. I don't. Know if, have you ever seen that video of Elizabeth Warren getting a beer with her husband? Those of you who. Who hate Elizabeth Warren like I do? Go and um, watch that awkward video of Elizabeth Warren trying to be cool and make. I'm gonna go grab um, a, a beer, cool. so I'll come back with a beer and maybe my dog. Give me 20 seconds. Cool. Well, for anybody listening, the uh, the Zoom link should be in the description if you want to call in and give us your opinion real quick. Uh, we'll wrap this up soon, but if you want to call in and give us your opinion real quick on what you think the uh, final score of the Super Bowl is going to be. Hit us up. I'm back. Sorry. Dexter doesn't want to be on camera. He said he didn't do his makeup right. So. Uh, he, uh, he does eyeliner. He's, you know, one of those Huskies who wants mm -hmm. to make his eyes really pop. Yes. So. Yes. Very emo. <laughs> Very emo-ish, right? Um, well, guy, guy I, I, was, I, was told, yeah, I was told by um, Lastra that when, we, um, when I come to Austin, we're going to hang out and listen to emo music all day. So I don't know if you had an emo stage. See, I did not. So... When I was a senior in high school, was kind of when the emo stuff was popping off, right? It, it converted from just like people like that would have just been goth to now mm. being like emo, 
Yeah, for sure. But then I got out of high school and nobody gives a fuck about anything yeah. after that. And then I've, I've since learned that it turned into a whole, like, um, you have emo, then you have, like, scene kids. Mm-hmm. And like the teased hair and all yeah, like, I, yeah, 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 I don't know. I, I mean, I, I... I enjoy what was emo music back then, now. Kind of the same way I enjoy Backstreet Boys now, and yeah. I did not back them. Right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think it's going to be a low scoring game, to be honest. Low ish. Um, I don't know. Maybe like mm, let me go twenty one fourteen or something like that. Yeah. Rams. I can definitely see that too. And I know that um, you know, Ross and Dan, Dalco and Bob and those guys were talking a couple of days ago about the over under, where you never really want to cheer. You never really want to take the under, right? You want to take the over and cheer for just a high scoring game if you're a neutral fan. But I would definitely take the under. I would have to look at it again, but I think it was like I think they said like fifty something points. It was like I looked at it today and I can't exactly remember, but it was, it wasn't that. It was like forty six and a half or something, yeah, maybe. I would take. I would still take the. under. I'll take the under if this. Jessica hits. saying she was more into screamo. My emo stage, though, to go back to that real quick, like My Chemical Romance, mm-hmm. um, Silverstein, Fall of Troy, like even Panic at the Disco is like a guilty pleasure. Paramore, some weird sort of emo alternative stuff. So I wouldn't consider that screamo. Maybe um. You know, like brand new and um, stuff like that. I love. I'm a big teen angst guy. Yeah. You're well, talking you, about like, listening to, to for you, nostalgia. But, yeah. Well, you're talking about. So you also, on top of being a host of uh, Tailgate Legends, you kind of run the uh, Drinking Bros music page. So I'm sure you've heard of this when we are when we were young music festival. Yes. Yes, I've heard some mixed mixed stuff coming from um, some of my, you know post hardcore friends about this stuff um apparently it's the same people who set up the um the travis scott thing that went wild astro world astro world where like three people died or whatever which reminds me smash the like button like it's in the front row of astro world (laughs) you say you're waiting for me to to give me that little layup right there right (laughs) i wasn't waiting for it but i i shoot my shots when i see him (laughs) <laughs> um, but I guess it's the same people who like sort of coordinated that, which to me, I'm like, okay, well, whatever. I mean, it's not their fault necessarily. Right. But then I also heard that some of the bands, like I think Jimmy Eat World was one of the ones that were like, oh, we didn't know we were playing in this. Until um, I think the All-American Rejects. Yeah. Okay. They were like, like, we we didn't know we were in this until we saw this poster, you know? So. Yeah. Which is strange, right? That's kind of like. Um, someone said that, you know, when Brady retired, that Bruce Arians didn't know until he started on ESPN or something. That's always a strange situation to be, especially if you're like, Hey, you have this gig that a huge gig that you're going to play at. Right. But the thing with me is like, obviously I'm a big music guy. I love music more than most people, but the idea of like warp tour and all those other things, with multiple stages is a little overwhelming, overwhelming to me. I would rather like one or two bands that I really want to see. And right. just go see them, you know, rather yeah. than like, oh, shit, you know, All American Rejects is playing at the same time as Jimmy E World. And I don't know which one I want to go see. They're on that stage or on that stage. It's too much for me. I don't want to go to Lollapalooza or even, you know, 
any of the other ones that the kids are going to these days. Give me like a good headliner with a good opener. Right. Um, like well, for instance, Boston Calling was going to happen before COVID. The three headliners, Rage Against the Machine, Foo Fighters, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm like, now that's fucking rad. I'm in for that. It was but before it got, COVID. It got canceled. Yeah, it got canceled. <laughs> um, so we got people checking out. We've been on for a little while um, with technical issues and shit. But we'll get that figured out one day. So everybody knows the drill. Like, subscribe, rate, review. Um, we're going to be in Austin here in a couple days. So definitely go. Uh, if you're on Instagram, go follow Nooner Nation Podcast on Instagram. Go follow Boston Joe. Are you at Boston Joe? Yeah, it's Boston Joe 16. Boston Joe 16. Because um, I am sure there's going to be a ton of of content put out on Instagram, especially Sunday. I'll probably oh, yeah. be going live on Instagram a lot. Um, whether it's coherent yet to be whether determined. Whether there's nudity, maybe a Jack Mandeville titty in there somewhere. Might be. Might <laughs> be some of the... made out, I heard. Who knows? Nice. <laughs> there could be some nooner ladies there who never know what they're going to do when they get a couple of, uh, get a couple of hard AFs in them. But yeah, so, uh, Again, go like, subscribe. Uh, Joe, I know we just shout out your Instagram, but let people know where they can see you. Um, well, Instagram, Boston Joe 16 I also made a little uh, YouTube page myself where I've been uh, putting up some me playing music with uh, myself, with a couple friends I've been playing, you know, so um, definitely go check that out. Subscribe if you're into that sort of thing. If you is, that, is that a different YouTube yeah. page or uh yeah, it's just mine, my oh, little okay. Austin Joe YouTube page. Definitely go check that out if you want to hear me uh, play some music. And um, yeah, and you know where to find me in Austin. I'll be around, hang with all the boys. So, yep, yep. And uh, Drinking Bro Sports, right? You yep. know, obviously, you got to go check out Drinking Bro Sports. I mean, if honestly, I we talked about this in the very last Tailgate Legends episode of the season. It is a show that isn't necessarily timely. You can go back and listen to all our episodes. Doesn't doesn't matter when. Right. Doesn't have to be live. Doesn't have to be what's going on in the world because you know Tansy doesn't know anything about sports anyway. So, <laughs> but yeah, definitely go check all that out. Drinker Bros Music. Follow me there. Um, been trying to you know post local musicians here in North Carolina. Not so much of myself. Trying to make it more about other people. But um, definitely trying to create more content with that. And hopefully, eventually, um, if I can find the right producer to do it for me. Um, make that a you know its own little drinking bros page in its own and do a music podcast, which is the one thing that drinking bros is lacking is a good music podcast. So okay. eventually well, I'm gonna um, fix that. Let's talk let's talk uh, we're in Austin. I've got some ideas on some stuff. Yeah, hell so yeah, man. Hell yeah. um speaking of that, if you are coming to Austin for um the party, uh Saturday night, um anybody that is listening to this probably already knows uh the bars open with beth and greg their podcast they're going to be there as well uh saturday night we're going to do kind of a live crossover episode from uh their airbnb uh so we're gonna be in town dm me we'll talk Uh, i'm actually going to cook dinner for everybody afterwards so uh joe if you don't have anything if if you don't have anything going on we'll we'll talk offline um but yeah and during that we're going to talk about there's there's plenty of nooners at this point that have their own kind of content stuff going on so we're gonna kind of have dinner and round table about how that could be beneficial to everybody so Nuna yeah. orgy. <laughs> never know maybe, maybe. 
depends on, <laughs> depends on what kind of mushrooms I put in that pasta. <laughs> so, but yeah, so definitely, uh, if you're going to be at Austin, uh, hit me up. Uh, I'll give you the address and details and stuff. So, but with that, Joe, thanks for coming on. Everybody loves you. I love you. I'll see you <laughs> no, soon. <laughs> no, everybody hates Boston Joe. <laughs> Most do. <laughs> It's a love-hate relationship. Yeah, it's definitely something like that. <laughs> so, uh, again, I've seen it uh, in the live chat, too. Thanks for all the birthday wishes. My birthday was yesterday. Um, maybe this new microphone is why I'm having such a fucking problem. Whatever. The best microphone in the biz. It, it's, it's second to the best microphone in the biz. Those, uh, What's the one above this that everybody has? I don't know. The Shures are great. In my this life. is a Shure, which is nice. Yeah. This is the one that um, like Softcore uses and stuff on their set. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like Drinking Bros and stuff, they have the other one that's like a step oh, above okay. this one, which I was told to completely stay away from until I have like a soundproof studio to have it in. But anyways, no nerd talk about microphones. So again, thanks for uh, joining us. It's been the Nooner Nation. I'm Bill Schofield. Thank you both. is your mansion fresh out of school now you working and focus on fashion pretty girl and you let go got time but you got goals hey baby waste your time with me in california hey baby waste your time with me in california la 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 yeah i'm better at a one oh At the same house party La 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 If you wanna waste time Baby waste your time with me In California Hey baby waste your time With me in California Oh sick you born in the Hamptons I heard that's expensive Damn and you famous On Insta your pics is a blessing I think you could be A centerfold no need for the money though Hey baby, waste your time with me in California Hey baby, waste your time with me in California La 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 Yeah, I met her at a 1-0 La 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 Now we at the same house party La 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 If you wanna waste time, baby, waste your time with me Hey baby, waste your time with me in California And all we got's time to lose With the rain be on pause And the boulevard hot I heard she like trash and rooms And yeah, we're all drunk And a little too high If you wanna feel something new Hey baby, waste your time with me In California Hey baby, waste your time with me In California